Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today we're talking about another 1-1 draw, this three in a row. Uh, this one is at home to Southampton in the Premier League. So two points from six and an elimination from the FA Cup. That's what we've got from our last three games. So yeah, um, uh, it's, it's another 1-1. Um, we seem to be getting into a pattern of taking the lead and then not killing off the opposition or finishing off whatever phrase you want to use. And I'm just, I'm just, uh, sort of meh tired of it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and rage. Um, I'm not upbeat about this for any particular reason. Um, I mean, there's not much to be upbeat about apart from you know, a, a few good performances within this team, but we seem to be this this mishmash of a team where we've got a pretty good coach who probably can't get everything across that he wants to do because he's not got all the players to do it. And some of the players, I, I am more than certain at this point, some of the players he's choosing, he doesn't want to choose, he's being told to choose them, especially Harry Maguire, um, people like Scott McTominay and probably Rashford as well um, to to certain extents, but it's just not working at the moment. And I I notice um, <clears throat> I I don't pay like massive attention to the other team necessarily and their players, their substitutions, that sort of thing, or who they've got on the pitch. I mean, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But one thing I've particularly noticed, and people have kind of brought this up in different areas, <clears throat> is Man United's players seem to have a lack of fight. And I do notice with the general football that we're playing and the tackling and the, the, the fight, the general sort of fight for the ball, like when the ball's in the middle of the pitch, who's going to get it? Who's going to fight for the ball? Who's going to do the harder work in terms of the tackles? And I noticed that most teams try harder than us in that department. And that can... Football is really a game of fine margins and moments. Um, and obviously other things. But it only... Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. <clears throat> it it takes less than a minute to score a goal in football. You can be playing really, really, really well. And one of your players doesn't quite go in for a tackle or something, and that like doesn't fight enough for the tackle. The opposition get it, and then they might have a bunch of space, and then they might go on and score. And that happened quite a few times in this game, actually. Um, of just Southampton seeming more up for it, and there was I think this was <clears throat> I think this was. Somewhat of a 50-50 game in certain departments. And what I mean by that is. At certain points it was end-to-end. But we really shouldn't be having an end-to-end game against Southampton. At home in the Premier League. I mean Southampton seem like they're a good team. They seem like. Sometimes it's not always about having world-class players. And world-beaters in your team. Sometimes it's about having. A better mentality. Better fitness, a better want for the ball, um, and just just wanting it more, <clears throat> as opposed to some of our players who are overpaid and 
don't seem to just don't seem to have that fight, that sort of mentality. And you can have your Ronaldo's, your Brunos, your Sancho's, Pogba's, Varane's, De Gea, all those types of really great players. Um, but if you don't fight for the ball, which I I I, I do think contributed to a lot of the reason that we lost today was just. And I I noticed it more so in this game and some of the others. Maybe it's the way that Southampton play. I'm not like particularly familiar with them. Um, but maybe it's just the way that Southampton played. But they seem to just go in for tackles more. And I'm not saying football's all about hard work. Obviously, there is there's there's levels of everything, right? Mentality, hard work, fitness, quality, tactics, formations, player selections. There's lots of different elements that go into football. <clears throat> but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's about who can put the who can put the ball in the back of the net more times than the other person. That that's what it actually comes down to. And we nearly lost this game, and we nearly lost. I mean, we did lose to Middlesbrough. Obviously, that was on bit, bit of a different situation. That was on penalties as opposed to the Burnley and Southampton games here. But we could have lost against Burnley. We could have easily lost against Southampton here today. We could have given away a penalty. They could have scored some goals. And I'll say this again. I haven't said this for a few weeks, um, but I said it on a on a review a few weeks ago. I think De Gea is just saving this team. I mean, there's probably two or three saves, two particularly, maybe three saves in this game that he's making. That if he's not sharp, if he's not on his game, if he's not focused, if he's not up for it. They probably would have beaten us 3 or 4-1 today. Because De Gea just wouldn't have made some of those saves. And you can see that like sometimes when the ball goes out of play or something. You'll see the camera cut towards one of the players. And they'll be saying something or whatever. And you can see their frustration on De, De, Gea's, De Gea's face. And <clears throat> I feel sorry for uh, Varane in these situations. Because I mean Maguire is just so slow. Um, and there, there was a debate that I sort of got somewhat involved in on uh, on Twitter this week about like who should partner Varane in this game? Should it be Maguire? Should it be Lindelof? And I think in the last two games that Lindelof played, he was better than what he had been. And then there was the unfortunate incident at his home, and then he was put back. I think he was on the bench today, um, but Maguire was put straight back in basically, and obviously, I. Th- I think Eric Bailey was off at the uh, AFCON, wasn't he? I, I think so. Um, and then obviously we had Phil Jones on the bench. <coughs> and uh, Mengi and Twanzebi are off on loan. Um, I mean, the thing is with the whole, like, who should part... Obviously, like, Varane, you, you start Varane. Yes, you definitely start Varane. I think Bailey should be the one partnering Varane. I think that's actually our best options. And then you rotate those with Mengi and Twanzebi. And you give Phil Jones a bit of a shout. I think that Maguire and Lindelof should be at the bottom of the list. That's just my my opinion. Um, but I think both of them are bad. I think both of them are bad. <laughs> um, it's a bit like asking me to decide between two horrible things. And it's sort of... I don't know. Like... Yeah. It's, um, but obviously we have Maguire in this game. And probably again, it's probably a political thing of like the British eighty pounds, not weight, obviously price tag, um, eighty pounds captain who's playing for England um, ha- has to play probably 
Not because he's good, obviously he's not playing well at all at the moment, but it's just a problem. So, But I don't know what else to say about our performance. I think we are a mishmash of, or a mix, max, mix-up, mi- mi- a mix-up, whatever whatever you want to phrase that as. Um, sort of a mishmash of having some really, really incredible players <clears throat> mixed in with some players that need dropping but aren't getting dropped because of, I think, board politics. And just too too much of a mix of mentality, desire, um, and certainly quality as well. And it's just not... It's like we sort of got the, these parts of things that are good, like some good players a very good coach who hasn't obviously got what he wants out of this team um because i don't think that you could ask anybody involved with man united whether it's the coaches the players the fans the board probably don't even care um if you were to say to anybody involved with man united like is this the squad that man united need or the, the the one that you want nobody would say yes to that nobody would say yes um and that that that's obviously a, a, a big pro- a big problem. We've got this mix up of of a uh, um. It's like having a bag of sort of licorice all sorts, where you've got like some sweets that are really good, some that are all right, and some that are like you know you want to go to them first. Um, or like a like a tin of celebrations, or a tin of Quality Street, or a tin of whatever you want whatever you want obviously things like Ferrero Rocher's you've got the whole packet it's the same thing but it's a bit like that where you've sort of got like the bounty's not very good I try to avoid the bounty um Milky Way's like nice and kind of a bit more soft and it's all right and then you've got like your Malteser sweets which are like probably the best there that that that's kind of the way that you <laughs> that's kind of the way that you can look at this team of like you've got some really shitty sort of bounties in here that like nobody really wants to eat or sort of um i think it's with quality streets isn't it i can't believe i'm talking about sweets but it's a bit like with quality streets nobody really wants those like you know those nasty toffee sweets that you've got <laughs> and then you've got like the really nice uh, i think they're the green green packet ones aren't they um like you want those it, it it's a bit like that but we've got we've got too many we've got too many toffee players in this team <laughs> we've got too many toffee pl- i have to i have to make jokes and laugh about it because Otherwise, I'll, 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 um, well, I won't actually cry, but it's, it's that phrase, isn't it? If you don't lie, you'll, if you don't laugh, you'll, you'll, you'll cry. So I have to, I have to come up with an analogies like that. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a mixed bag of sweets that some of them you don't want at all. But then even if you take out the ones that you don't want, you, you need to replace them because you don't have enough left. Um, this squad, speaking of shortage, this squad is very, very short right now of, of players. I mean, I'll go to our team selection and bench and stuff and obviously do player ratings in the second half, but we're very, very short on players and it's it's a bit worrying because we've got a lot of games coming up. We're now gonna be playing like regularly twice a week and stuff and it's it's not looking great. Um a couple of particular comments I want to make on the team selection. Um the the wingers situation. I actually kinda of see what Ralph is doing with this. There's one element of it that is confusing and doesn't make sense, and there's one element of it that actually works quite well so because you've got Sancho and you've got Rashford right who are playing wide whether you want Alanga there or Grit or Lingard or whoever um it's Sancho and Rashford in this game right I think because Rashford likes to cut in on his right foot and, sh- and shoot which he can be good at but he does too much of I think what Ralph is trying to do 
is stick Rashford out on the right so that he can't... Because Rashford's not really going to cut in on his left foot and shoot. So when he gets towards the edge of the box, he's not really going to cut in on his right foot because it doesn't work at that angle, right? So then that kind of forces him to cross a bit more. Where Sancho will cross on either side, but you can put him on the left in that situation. So that you sort of get the best passing elements out of them. Now the actual quality of those crosses and passes is not up to Ralph Ragnick. It's up to the player kicking the ball. And I don't think a lot of Rashford's crosses were good today. I think some of them were very, very questionable. Um, I think that's what he's doing though. And the element of it that doesn't work is when they rotate constantly. Because then you get, again, again you get like a mixed bag of sweets where um, you then revert back to what you were doing. You put Sancho on the right, Rashford on the left. Rashford cuts in too much and shoots. Ronaldo gets annoyed because he isn't getting service. And the rest of the team gets annoyed because he's not passing to anybody. Now you can either do the thing where you take out the problem player, which is Rashford, and you maybe put a Langer in. You can certainly do that. Or you switch them over where Sancho can actually play on the left. I prefer him on the right, but he can play on the left. But you switch Rashford over to the right so that he's more more in sort of crossing positions than shooting positions. And he actually was on the right when he crossed the ball to Sancho to score the goal. So it does work. But it doesn't work. I, I don't know if it, if like Ralph is telling them to rotate. I don't know why you would tell them to rotate if that's what you if what you're wanting them to do is Rashford to cross the ball more. I also just don't like in any situation where the wingers are constantly crossing over because of what I discussed in the in the previous episode about like fullback partnerships and all that kind of stuff. Um, on the other hand of that though, Shaw and Rashford have got a better overlapping left hand side relationship than what Sancho and Shaw have got. And Delo's sort of like recently broken out into this team. So I don't know what you do about that. Unless that's the way of getting the best out of both. Which is where you switch them over. And you have Rashford linking up with Shaw on the left. But then he's in his position where he shoots too much. But then can you coach it out of him. To where you just say you you got to stop shooting. I, I don't know what you do about that. There's some options there. It's either that or you just take Rashford out. You put a Langer in and then you get rid of the whole problem. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you do. Sometimes it can work, like it did with the goal, but then other times Rashford's just crossing and uh, and he's just shooting too much, or sort of trying to build up to a shot, getting blocked and then losing the ball. But then, even when he was on the right hand side today, he tended not to get himself blocked off too much. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. We'll have to see how that develops. But I realised that in this game actually. Of potentially what Ralph is trying to do. I, I could be wrong. It could be a player thing. But that sort of makes sense. But then it doesn't always work. So I'm not I'm not quite sure what you do about that. Anyway. Um, anyway let's get into the. Um, uh, summary. Um, this app has actually updated itself. It looks a bit. It looks kind of cool. Anyway. Uh, nothing to talk about until the 21st minute. <clears throat> which was the mentioned goal. Uh, Bruno Fernandes played the ball in behind to Rashford. Um, he is on the right hand side, crosses it. I think Ronaldo was a bit far behind. He's 37 now, by the way, Ronaldo, and crosses it, crosses face of goal. And Sancho has a nice, um, not easy tap in because he could have missed it, but has a nice tap in. Um, this is where Man United tend to excel, which is on the break, playing those long passes in behind the defence to our faster players like 
Sancho, like Rashford, like Bruno, and working the ball that way. That that's why we we are always worse when it's like we have to break down a low block, which we shouldn't really be struggling with, but we do. Um, but this is where Man United are best, I think, and this is where I mentioned in the previous podcast about Bruno and his long passes, this is where you do long passes, where you actually have a player running in behind with space and then you can pull off those passes instead of just launching the ball 40 yards across the pitch that might not make it. So, good decision-making all around. One of the easier goals that we've scored, probably. There's not too much of a struggle to score this goal, but um, it was a well-taken goal, you you could say that, I suppose. Um, But obviously it didn't, um, didn't give us the win in the end, unfortunately. Um, then they made a couple of substitutions. Um, they made two of their substitutions by the 70th minute. So just keep that in mind. Then they scored, I think this guy's name's, uh, Che Adams, I think it is. Um, yeah, I've sort of seen him here and there and whatnot. Um, I don't think this goal is a specific player mistake. I think this is a team mistake because there's multiple players out of position, I think if you're going to look at anything though, he breaks down the the, the left-hand side and that is the low side. And I think Varane's side. Yeah, that right-hand side of the pitch. Um, And he basically just gets... It's, it's almost similar to our goal but on the other side and there's no pass. It's just a kick into the... A shot into the bottom corner. Um, maybe you blame Delo for this, but then, as I say with these types of goals, any goal that's conceded which is out wide, whether or not the player cuts in, or crosses the ball in, or passes it in from wide positions, you've got two elements to that, which is, okay, a player gets the ball on the, on the wide side, so on the left-hand side in this case, you either tackle him, block him, stop him, whatever you need to do, that's the first line of defense i suppose if he breaks past the player which i guess he gets past the low in, in this situation well not really gets past the low the pot when the pass is made the low is already sort of like not quite in position for that um and then okay players breaking through into the box whether or not he's going to pass it across it whatever he's breaking into the box then you got to look at your two center backs which obviously is Varane and maguire um, nobody manages to get to Che Adams anyway. No, nobody manages to really get near him. He finds himself in space, basically. In some space, not in space. He finds himself in some space, breaks through. There's space there in front of him and all around him, basically. It's it's poor marking, really, I think, more than anything. And nobody is trying to... Nobody is anywhere near him to sort of close him down. Um, but then the second part is, okay, so your right back's out of the game. Because your player's already gone past him. Unless he's going to run and catch up with him. Which the load doesn't manage to do. Then you've got to look at your centre-backs. Now the problem is with a situation like this. Is where you start your formation starts breaking. So for example. If you've got Shaw, Maguire, Varane and Delo, Which is the line-up here. Delo comes forward. Right. The ball's played in behind Delo. That's Delo's fault. His mistake. Jay Adams is breaking into the box. Right, so then you've got three defenders. I don't know where McTominay and Pogba and Bruno and everybody else are like, because you've got a midfield, obviously, as well. Now, McTominay's supposed to be the CDM. I don't remember where McTominay was. Probably lost a runner or something like that. Lost lost his marker, uh, or the player he's supposed to be marking. So that happens. 
Then the unfortunate thing that can happen with that is if uh, Varane, who's the right-sided centre-back, breaks out towards the right-hand side to try and stop Che Adams, you've then only got Maguire in the box. Now, I don't remember Varane specifically moving over because you can do one of two you can do one of two things you can either go to press that player and close them down and try and tackle them or you can try and like um block the passing lanes um which is where you basically try and just put your body in in the way of where they so either you attempt to block the shot that way or if he's going to pass which obviously he doesn't you try and mark the player he's going to pass to the problem is with that is if you go and mark somebody else He's still got the ball and he's still running through on goal. Um, but then if if Varane moves over to the side and decides to block him, you're then basically pulling your team to the right-hand side, which would leave more space on the left. Obviously, that, that doesn't happen here either. Um, basically, nobody gets to him in time. He sees the, the, the space and the opportunity to shoot, and he puts it in the bottom corner. Um, obviously, if... It, so... You can either have this to where maybe McTominay runs back and tackles him so that you two centre-backs... Because you don't want your two centre-backs out of position. That can really, really mess things up. Uh, you don't want them breaking out out wide in case a cross comes in and then your centre-backs are out of position. So what? there's either two things that, that should have happened here. Either Delow should have been properly in position and stopped him or run back and tackled him and whatever. Or... What I would recommend happen here, once that happens, is McTominay, because he's the CDM. Pogba isn't. Bruno isn't. I know Pogba's in the sort of midfield pivot with him, but McTominay's supposed to be the number six here. McTominay runs back, right, and tries to get him, because I don't know where McTominay even was. And then that would then leave Varane and Maguire in the box where you would want them um, to mark the other players in case he tries to pass it, but we messed the whole thing up anyway, and then 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 they end up scoring. So that's a bit of a breakdown, I suppose, of how that could and should work. But he scored anyway. So yeah, all the other thing is if the goalkeeper saves the shot, which De Gea saved like four game-saving shots in this game-winning saves in this in this game anyway. Um, so you can't you can't just always leave it up to your goalkeeper because De Gea already made four really three or four really really important saves in this game which kept us from losing the whole thing so there you go then they made another substitution um at the 71st minute so that's that's about the time you want to have made your subs obviously they, they left their last one until right at the end i think that was to just kill some game time off um then um then Bit of a, st- a couple of strange substitutions quite late one 76 minutes and then 82nd minute so the 76 minute one was uh, Alanga came on for McTominay, so no CDM. You're going for the win. Fair enough. You leave yourself a bit vulnerable, vulnerable defensively. It neither failed or succeeded because they didn't go on and win the game, and we didn't go on and win the game. Sorry, they they didn't go on and win the game, and neither did we. So that neither succeeded or failed. It sort of just it just happened. But Alanga came on for uh, McTominay. Um, and I guess Maguire pushed up a bit more, or I don't know. So there you got that. Again, too late. I probably would have brought on so the substitutions that I would have made. I would have brought on Alanga for Rashford, so that Alanga's fully on the left hand side, Sancho's on the right. I would have brought. Now this sounds ridiculous, but it's the only option that you've got given who's on the bench. I would have brought either Lindelof or Jones on for 
McTominay, so that you've got a defensive player in a defensive position. Obviously, Elanga's not a defensive player. He's a attacking winger. Um, I don't know which one of the two, but I would have chosen out of Jones and Lindelof. Possibly Jones. I think he's maybe a bit faster than Lindelof, so you can maybe he can maybe run back a bit better. Because um, you haven't got Fred on the bench, you haven't got Matic on the bench, and there's nobody else that can really cover that position. Um, either that, or you go five at the back, and you simply just bring one of those two players on anyway. And I would have brought on. Um, now I would have gone. For, this is where I would have gone for a bit of a gamble. I would have brought off either Pogba or Bruno. Possibly Bruno. I think was having a slightly worse game. Um, and I would have brought on uh, Hannibal. Because, again, just not many options. Uh, let me just read out who's on the bench quickly so I can tell you about those options. Uh, so the bench, we had Alanga, Henderson. We actually had one, just one goalkeeper on the bench. So Alanga, Henderson, Jones, Lindelof, Lingard, Mata, Hannibal, Medjbury, I think is his name, Tellez and Wambasaka. So if you're going to take off McTominay, who do you bring on those players? Because you haven't got a CDM there. You haven't got Matic or, or Fred who can kind of cover that ground. So I guess it, yeah, I guess it would either be Jones or or or, uh, or Lindelof. Um, I guess you could have taken off Bruno and brought on Mata, but I don't know. Either him or or Hannibal, you could have you could have brought on, uh, or potentially Alanga anyway. But then I would have brought on Alanga for Rashford. So yeah, that knocks all of that out. Um, and uh, yeah, that that that's basically it. Um, so yeah, that's your, that's your, your normal summary kind of thing. Then they brought on a player called Diallo, not our Diallo. He's off on loan at Rangers, um, and that was the end of the game. So uh, I'll get into player ratings and whatnot and all that kind of thing and housekeeping and stuff in a second. So see you for that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both, depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or 
film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, a couple of reviews that we did. Uh, did a must-play review for Astro's Playroom and a video on the same uh, within the same post, uh, which is for the Artifacts video. Uh, Astro's Playroom is obviously the, the free game that you can get with your PlayStation 5. Um, so uh, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed playing that. And there's no spoilers or anything, it's Astro's Playroom. So um, you can listen to that if you want to hear my thoughts on Astro's Playroom. Gave that a must-play rating. Also given a must-see rating to All of Us Are Dead Season 1. It's the newest uh, Korean, obviously foreign language, uh, Netflix zombie show. They continue to make very, very good zombie shows over at Netflix. Like The Kingdom, sorry, Kingdom and uh, Dead, uh, and um, what's it called, Black Summer. And a bunch of other ones as well that they've done. Uh, All of Us Are Dead, it can be added to that successful pile of television. Uh, So that's my season one review. Gave it a must-see rating. Another must-see review. Uh, Myself, Gray, and David reviewed the third and final season of another Netflix show called Afterlife. This is the Ricky Gervais TV show, so we thoroughly enjoyed doing that. Over on Classic Reviews, we've got season five, episode nine, which is for the classic Chicken Run film, uh, which was uh, a good fun to kind of go back to and everything. Uh, over on the other United cast, obviously we've got the 1-1 draw against Burnley review. Over on the Gaming Talk uh, podcast, we've got the Sony uh, acquiring Bungie for $3.8 billion or whatever it was. Uh, a billion of which was used to retain their staff. Uh, we talked about the Ghostwire Tokyo State of Play, uh, the gameplay video thing that was shown off. We talked about the Halo TV series trailer, which is going to be debuting next month on Paramount+. Plus, and also the very casually dropped news from Rockstar about GTA 6 being quote well on the way in development also did a chat podcast episode talking about December 2021 and January 2022 uh, talking about the successful end to 2021 uh, is Entertainment Talk's biggest year 2021 so thank you to, uh, thank you very much to everybody who's contributed towards that talks about my new job and also just did some general chat because it's, you know, the chat podcast. Uh, got the Middlesbrough review game, the 8-7 on penalties. Classic reviews, season 5, episode 8, which is for The Simpsons. So that was good fun to uh, discuss that. That's not for a particular episode or season, just a general discussion on The Simpsons. CW Superheroes for Supergirl season 6, talking about the series finale, final season, and the show itself. And uh, also got our must-see season 1 review for Hawkeye, which is obviously the MCU's latest outing. So there's all that. Uh, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's go into player ratings. Two players again that stand out to me, which is Sancho and David De Gea. Um, I think I'm going to give my man of the match to De Gea because I think he had another one of those game-saving games, really, where without his saves and his quality, we would have lost this game because Southampton would have scored more goals than us. Um, so there's that. So I'll give. I'm probably just gonna give him a ten. I don't think the goal's his fault. Re- fault really. Um, and I'll probably give him a ten. Yeah, I thought he was easily our best player. Again, uh, the low. I've got a knocky score down a bit just because obviously he was at w- one of the players that fought for the goal. I'm gonna give him a five. Um, I thought some of his attacking play was good again. Just got some question marks defensively, but um. 
just in general in terms of the team, I don't know what's wrong with our crosses. We can't seem to cross the ball properly at the moment. Um, like nobody really did that many great crosses apart from the long, more so a long pass with the Bruno um, ball through to Rashford for the goal. That was that was more of a long pass than a cross, but some of our crossing just isn't working. And people are wondering why Ronaldo's not scoring, and he probably should have today. But that is one of the reasons is because we cannot cross the ball to him, so he cannot kick the ball to put it in the back of the net. So yeah, uh, Varane I thought had a very good game. I'm going to give him an eight. Um, just you know, making sure of things defensively and feel sorry for him and De Gea because they're being let down by certain other players who I'll talk about in a minute as well. But giving 8 to Varane. Um, what should I give Maguire? Um, see, the difference with this is with the Burnley thing, like he was directly at fault for that goal. He was at fault for a lot of the chances that Southampton created. Because of positions where he lost the ball. But it didn't lead to a goal. I guess that's because De Gea again making saves. I think I'm going to give him a 3. I was going to say 4. Maybe a 3. I'm going to go with a 3 I think. I think he had just another bad performance. And he's just very slow. And takes a long time to turn around. So that's Maguire. Uh, Luke Shaw I thought had a a poor game as well. I think I'll give him a 4. Um... Yeah, I just think he just had a poor game again. McTominay, I'm going to give him a four as well. Um, actually, do you know what? He really annoyed me with a lot of his short passes that he just can't seem to make. I'll give him a three. I think him and Maguire are again our worst players today. Um, and they both need to be dropped. But of course, you know, one's the £80 million price tag captain. They're both British. And one is an academy player. So the board probably don't want Ralph to drop the two of them because it looks good when they play. Even though it doesn't because they're both bad. But there you go. So I'll give McTominay a three, I think. I think he's really got to sort out some of his his passing again. Um, Pogba, I'm going to give him an eight. I thought he was really, really good again. Um, still, you can tell that there's some fitness that he needs to regain. But that will that will come with uh, more game time, I suppose. He's only been back, what, three Two or three games, I think he's been back now. So there's a few issues maybe with that. Pogba's never been the fastest player, but I think he was good. Yeah, eight. I think he was good. Uh, Rashford, I suppose I'll choose him for the right hand side because that's what he's listed as here. Um, Rashford, I'm going to give him a four. Um, I was going to say a three, but I think I'll give him a four just because he did assist one of the goals and he could have taken a shot, I suppose, from there. He could have like stopped and tried to cut in on his left or done something stupid but he clearly saw the pass of Sancho and um, you've got to give him at least something for that because hey you know if Rashford decides to shoot or do something else we might not score and then maybe we lose the game 1-0 you, you, you never know football's fine margins so there we go so I'm going to give him a uh, what did I say a 3 I think no 4 yeah something like that um, Bruno Fernandes I'm going to give him a 7 I think I think he had a slightly worse game than Pogba um, good long pass for the goal, which obviously was good. Uh, still, with 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 he, he was one of the players that was contributing towards some of the bad, just normal passes. So I got to knock his score down a bit for that. Uh, Sancho, yet yeah, again, I was impressed with. I'll give him another ten. Um, I think he's I think he's our best player at the moment. I think he's our player most in form, of course, out of outfield players. Instead of uh, you know, apart from De Gea, I think Sancho is our most informed player. Um, I think there's a few opportunities where he could have possibly slipped in Ronaldo a bit better. 
But um, he's showing he's starting to really show his quality, I think, and he took his goal well. Um, could have had a situation where he didn't run quite enough for it and didn't get in the right position, but he read it well and he, he took his goal well. I thought as, again, so uh, Sancho is continuing continuing to impress me. I think certainly. Um, Ronaldo, I think I'm going to give Ronaldo an average six. Um, I think he. He did somewhat better with getting in certain positions and whatnot, but I think his finishing needs... To, it's weird for me to say Ronaldo needs to improve his finishing, but I thought some of his finishing was a bit sloppy today. Um, and there was that one chance, wasn't there, where he got past the goalkeeper, and you're thinking, oh, it's just a tap-in. And, of course, their player got back and uh, cleared it off the line. So, a bit unlucky with that, but... You would expect somebody of Ronaldo's calibre to be scoring those goals. Um, so, yeah. And by the way, just wh- whenever you hear or see anything about, like, Ronaldo is the reason that Man United are bad, please, no, no, he's not. No, he's not. Like, oh, why are Man United not doing well? Ronaldo's not scoring. It's not as simple as that. You can't just look at football so black and white in that way in terms of, Oh, Ronaldo's just not scored. Well, why is he not scored? Okay, he's missed a few chances here and there, but our crossing's not been good. Some of our short passing has not been good, and he's been given some chances, but maybe probably not quite enough of them. Um, but no, he is not the reason. He is not the sole reason. Like, the way that Ronaldo's talked about in the media is as if like Ronaldo's the sole reason as to why we're struggling right now. No, he's not. Like there's so many there's so many elements and reasons as to why we're not doing well right now, and some of them are not even things related to on the pitch. There's obviously a lot of off the field drama, which has definitely unsettled this team. I can't imagine that the situation with a, f- a few of the recent incidents has not like um, rattled this team a little bit and sort of like you know rocked the um, rocked the boat so to speak. I, I can't imagine that's just not happened. Like some of the stuff that's happened recently off the pitch, I can't imagine the players are just sort of, oh, okay, let's get on with it. It's probably been quite sort of like, it's not a great time probably in that dressing room at the moment. So it's not all just as black and white as Ronaldo's not kicking the ball in the goal so Man United are bad. It, it, it's, just, it's just simply not as simple as that. It, football doesn't work like that. Um... So yeah, I'm not trying to like defend Ronaldo. I'm just trying to say that there's more to football than just one player not kicking the ball in the goal enough. There's that's that's such a a bland and basic way to look at football. So just yeah, there's a lot of stuff being written about Ronaldo, and it's all kind of nonsense. So yeah, anyway, that's the starting eleven. Um, let's go into substitutions. Alanga came on. I thought he did all right. Lingard, I don't remember anything that he did. Did we only make two subs today? I just realised that. Yeah, Alangre Lingard, that was it. Didn't even make a third sub. Uh, McTominay off. Rashford off. Yeah, and then Langer and Lingard. So, I don't... What, Ralph? What's up with that? that? See, when that happens, that's where you do point the finger at Ralph and be like, why didn't you make three subs? Like, you want to win the game of football, you're drawing 1-1 by, like, just after half-time. Uh, why aren't you? Why aren't you changing the team? But I, I kind of wonder. That 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 bench is is not good. 
And I, I wonder, I wonder if there's a part of, I'm not trying to give excuses to Ralph, I'm just trying to look at this in a particular way. Imagine you've got the team that we start with. So no, nobody's really missing. I mean, maybe Cavani, you could say, is probably missing. Uh, Eric Bailey, Fred Matic. Um, but you've still got, like, Ronaldo, Sancho, Rashford, Bruno, Pogba, all these great players. Um, but you look at that bench and you've got Alanga, Henderson, Jones, Ling- Lindelof, Lingard, Mata... Hannibal, Tellers, Wambasaka. That's not. There's no. You haven't got a striker there. You haven't got a centre defensive midfielder, and you've got one winger basically who wants to leave. That that that's like one of our worst benches I've ever seen. I mean, respect to like you know, Elanga and Hannibal who are sort of coming through the team, but. And Jones, who's kind of like just come back and stuff, and obviously Lindelof, who's just come back, but that's that's a very bad bench. I do not understand why we've loaned out some of our players. Like we could really have used players like Donny Diallo, even though I don't really rate Martial that much. We could have probably used him today. Um, you just you want options, right? Um, but yeah, anyway, there we go. Uh, that's my thoughts on the game. We play again on, I believe it's Tuesday. Um, I've got to work out how to... There we go. Right. This app has changed a bit. Just bear with me. Um, Quarter past eight. I don't know why it's quarter past eight. Brighton at home. That's in the Premier League. And then... Is it Saturday we play? Somebody? Probably. Um, Nope. We play on Sunday after that. But I can't see who that's that's against. Because this only goes a week in advance. But uh, next game is Tuesday. Um... Brighton quarter past eight. I do know that next week Wednesday because they were advertising it on BT. I know that next week Wednesday we've got Atletico Madrid in the Champions League. I think we've got Leeds next week on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's Leeds at two o'clock next week on Sunday. So Tuesday, Sunday, Tuesday is uh, how we're going next, and then I'll update you all after that. Um, I mean, you can look all these fixtures up yourself, obviously, but I'm talking about what's next. So there you go. Anyway, disappointing result. It's almost a case where we're unfortunately getting used to this. We shouldn't be getting used to it. But it's like like literally we've repeated the same thing for three games in a row. It's just obviously a bit different for the FA Cup because you can't draw an FA Cup game. Somebody has to win. But you don't have to win a Premier League game. You can draw them. But literally a a repeat of the same thing. Going one nil up, dropping off, not fighting enough for the ball. And then ultimately that leading to a goal. And we've not played great teams a lot. I mean, we've played Middlesbrough, Burnley and Southampton. It's not exactly like Real Madrid, Man City and Chelsea, is it? Or a West Ham or an Arsenal or some somebody like decent. And that's no disrespect to Southampton, Burnley and Middlesbrough. Obviously, they, get, they, all, they all gave us a game. Middlesbrough actually ended up beating us. But you would just expect us to do better against those sorts of teams, wouldn't you? I mean, Burnley are actually bottom of the league. And we drew to them 1-1 because we didn't fight enough. We didn't play well enough. Um, but yeah, that's something, something to, to, to look out for. When we're doing our midfield battle and we're trying to win the ball back, just look at how hard the players are actually trying to get the ball back because I promise you that the opposition at the moment is trying harder. And that's where we're tending to lose the ball in certain situations. So uh, something to look out for. Anyway, let me know your thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, whatever you've got. Uh, Do you agree, disagree with certain things I've said? If you don't agree, that's fine. Uh, If you do agree, then cool. 
Um, let's just very quickly check what this means for the Premier League table, seeing as we've just played a Premier League game. So, let's focus on the teams around us, and so not the top three. West Ham, 24 games, 40 points. Uh, we are just behind them on goal difference. Uh, Man United, 20... I was going to say 24th, there isn't 24 spots. 24 games played, 5th spot, 40 points. Arsenal got 2 games in hand, they've played 22 games, they're on the 39 points. Um, so they're probably playing today or tomorrow, I don't know when that actually is, but they're one point behind. Um, I'm not sure if they go, what happens if they draw the next game, I, I don't know. But uh, then you've got Tottenham, 21 games played, so they've got three games in hand over us, and they're on 36 points. So they're only four points behind us with three games in hand, and remember, one win is three points. Uh, then a bit of a drop-off, you've got Wolves, 22 games, 34 points, all of which could basically jump above us pretty much if we're not careful. So, because they're six points behind us, of course. So there you go. Um, top four's not really in our hands anymore. It's not really under our control, especially in terms of Arsenal and Tottenham. I mean, Wolves are a little bit further behind, but you never know. Um, and West Ham are already above us anyway. And they are currently taking fourth spot from us. Um, so yeah. Anyway, there we go. Um, all right, that's that's it from me today. Uh, until sorry, did I, say, I didn't say we could send in messages, did I? Uh, Matthew Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, contact page information in the show notes, email box on the podcast version of the website. Put your email message in there. That will get sent to me as well. Uh, I've also got the, um, what you call it, the clickable email name in the show notes. You can use that as well. And uh, to send us in a message in regards to, you know, the podcast and that kind of stuff. And in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, films, Manchester United podcast. So take a look at that as well. Uh, take a look at us on those, uh, on our content as well. Uh, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Check us out what we're doing over there. Um, word of mouth social media you can let other people know about the content that we make just by letting them know either by just telling them or spreading the word around mouth around on uh, social media so please consider doing all of that so there's that as well um patreon one dollar three dollar level tiers ad free podcast review option review options take a look at that as well if you'd like to uh david's still posting tv and film news over on geek town that's geektown.co.uk geek town radio uh, geek town radio episodes drop on tuesday so look out for those bex is still streaming basically daily over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s go and give her a follow over there you can also follow me as well over on twitch uh etalk uk for my different gaming streams for all that kind of stuff. Uh, the streams are updated on our YouTube channel. Which is Entertainment Talk Plays. So if you want to check out the archive of YouTube. Uh, Twitch streams. And also a bunch of like game clips and that kind of stuff. You can find those on YouTube. Entertainment Talk Plays. So check out all of that. Alright I'll see you later for some other content. And then Tuesday for Brighton. And we'll see how we get on with that. Um, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.